0: During the course of my conversation with the survivor, we talked about a number of things. And one of the things we talked about was the pictures that she had spoken about in the first time that I interviewed her. And I told her the way I feel about it, which is that that was one of the more compelling parts of the story to me that she had taken her own pictures the night she came home of her neck and her legs that were, I had not seen the pictures, but they she described bruising And that the hospital, she went the next morning to the hospital who took pictures of the bruises on her neck, her neck and her legs. I told her that that was one of the most compelling things, if not the most compelling part of her story was the horrific account of bruising on her neck and her legs. And she also was clear that she had given those photos to Y.U. Now, Y.U. had basically identical photos according to her of what the rape kid had, because it was from the same time, same day. And I thought that was just horrifying that why you would be in possession of that and not follow up. But at the same time, I'd never seen the pictures and I don't think anybody in the public sphere had. So I said to her privately, if you want, you can send me those pictures. I mean, it's up to you, but if I can see the pictures and speak to them, you know, to have an account of what they looked like and a- another picture of before the incident earlier that day, which she also had, I said, it's up to you. Totally up to you. You certainly don't have to do this, but if you'd like to, you know, feel free to send them to me and, and I'll, I can talk about them and it might be compelling and, and man, huh. compelling is not the word. Uh, nauseating might be the word. She agreed to send the photos to me privately. I agreed to destroy them after I saw them, which I have done. Uh, She also allowed me to show one other person. I am not going to say who right now, but the photos are horrifying on a number of levels. Number one, I have now seen the photos. Let me be very clear. I have seen three photos now that are shockingly horrific. Number one, she has multiple bruises on her neck. Clear bruises and bruising on her neck. That's number one. Number two, she also sent me a photo that she happened to take earlier in the day. A selfie. Just a random happy selfie earlier in the day, which shows her neck unbruised. That's number two. Number three is that While I'm not going to go into details because I promised her not to talk about too many details, there is clearly identifiable proof in the images themselves that they happened in very close proximity to each other. Very close. In the actual pictures, it's obvious that one photo with no bruising was taken very close and likely the same day, very likely the same day as the photos with bruises meaning before she saw this person, she had no bruises. After she saw this person, she did have bruises. So that's number three, number four. And here's where we get to the nauseating parts. Obviously the photos themselves are nauseating because they look like an aggressive sexual assault. That's what they look like to me. I'm not an expert. I'm not a rape kit expert, I'm not a doctor, but they don't look good. They look, frankly, violent to me, to my eyes. But let's set aside for a second the most horrifying part, which is that this happened. Here's the thing that we know for sure that is really just absolutely outrageous on the part of YU. They have these photos. She gave them these photos. She took the photos. She gave them to YU as part of the investigation. They saw these photos and they chose not to follow up, even though she asked them to for the rape kit. What are you serious? When I was looking at these photos, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, first you got to get over the shock of that this is on somebody's body and happened to them. But then immediately I flashed to the fact that why you saw this, why you saw what I am looking at right now and chose not to do anything about it. Really? Cho, they were not interested in seeing the rape kit after seeing these photos of bruises on her neck. I am very clear about this. I am confirming right now for you the veracity of these pictures. There is clear multiple areas of bruising on her neck. Period. I can tell you with 100% certainty that is a fact. I've seen it. Now why you was given these same photos, they saw what I saw. And chose not to, despite her pleading with them, chose not to ask for the rape kit, regardless of the fact that she gave them permission, that she begged and pleaded with them to get the rape kit results. Nauseating. Now, there are people out there who say, well, we don't know what happened in the room that night. Nobody really knows. I've made very clear that I believe her story. But I can understand I can understand that it's not clear. There's no definitive account of what exactly happened between them that night. I believe her. But I can understand the position that we don't know for sure and certainly we haven't heard from him. The accused and that's a big part of it. I mean, he should be heard if he wants to be heard. So far hasn't indicated that he wants to be heard. But Here's where there's no dispute at all. There is absolutely no dispute that why you was given the pictures that I saw yesterday of bruising on her neck and then decided, Oh, you know what? We don't need to follow up on this with the hospital. Even though she begged them to, it's hard to believe that any human being, can look at these photos and decide not to follow up. It's hard to believe that any human being can look at these photos and say this person was not assaulted. Very hard to believe. Very hard to believe. When you add to the mix that why you decided, you know what? I understand, we understand that she was with her female friends that night who greeted her home after she was saying she was raped. But you know what? We don't need to interview them. We don't need to interview the person who was the first one to see her when she got home that night after she says she was raped. We don't need to speak to that person. There are two two women that she met that night after the incident. you says, you know what? even though they're willing to speak to us, we don't need to speak with them. Not necessary. Does that sound normal to you? And then let me ask you this. So then why you decides, okay, we don't need to speak to the two people who were with her that night, right after it happened. The two women I want to point out, because I think that's relevant here, but here's what we're going to do. Says YU. we We're going to speak to her two male friends who she texted with that night, who didn't see her, who didn't meet her, who didn't go with her to the hospital like one of the women did. So we're going to speak to the two men about the incident, but not the two women who were actually with her that night. One of whom drove her to the hospital. Are you kidding me? They have these pictures of bruising on her neck. They don't follow up with the rape kit. They somehow decide she wasn't assaulted. They have two female witnesses who were with the survivor that night, right after the incident who were willing to testify and whom the victim, the survivor asked them to please interview them. And they decided, ah, we don't need to interview those two women who were with her that night right afterwards. We don't need to do that. And then they decided they're going to interview two men who texted with her that night, texted with her. Are you angry yet? Listening to this crap. It is all I can do to use civil discourse and language in conveying to you this information. I'll just say it's sick. Why you doesn't just owe her a hell of a lot more than an apology, but man, they have, they're going to have to answer for this. They're going to have to answer for the, the, how they have in their files pictures of multiple bruises on her neck and chose not to follow up on it. Sorry. That requires an explanation. Why you, you know, a little part of me wondered, was it not clear that there was bruising? Is it hard to see in the pictures? That's what, that's what I sort of wondered And the, you're trying to figure out how rational people would act. Like why would, why you not follow up on pictures of bruising is what I thought to myself after the first interview with the survivor. You know, you try to come up with reasonable explanations for why things happen. But now there is none. Now there is none. There's clear bruising in multiple areas of her neck. There's no more rational explanation for why, why you chose not to follow up. There are many outrageous reasons why, why you chose not to follow up with the rape kit. No longer is there a good one or a reasonable one, or a rational one, or a humane one, or even a competent one. Not anymore. This story is not over. That much I can tell you from having seen what I saw, and from hearing what she had to say, and what you heard tonight. Again, to the survivor, this is my message to you. I believe everything you said happened, and I'm in awe of your courage.